This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little scoops of ambrosia. It's me, Allison. Here is part two of the Eli Braden episode. Please love it and then tell everyone you know. And then you know what you should do if you haven't already um, gotten the special live episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend live from L.A. Podcast Festival with uh, Greg Proops and Doug Benson. That is now finally after an insane an insane journey, which one day I will feel comfortable speaking about maybe uh, that is finally in the iTunes store. It's $1.99. You can find it in the comedy album section. So, you know, if you want, treat yourself or someone else, um, but mostly you, and go get that. Okay. I love you guys. Here's the episode. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. We'll always be good friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a good supportive relationship with each other. We really do. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, people grow apart. Is that what it was or is? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And, I mean, I guess I, 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 if I had to s- synopsize it, if that's a word, um, we have very different value systems. Mm-hmm. And, and I always kind of – this might just be like half glass full thinking – I always kind of thought, like, opposites attract. Opposites complement each other. Us having different value systems is good because we will complement each other that Mm -hmm. way. But it really, in the real world, that's not what happens. It's like we just really have drastically different value systems. And it it, it manifests itself on, like, on really petty levels, too. I mean, like, really small things like, you know, I'm – like, I like to keep the house cleaner. And she really doesn't care. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say she's a slob at all, but – that's not important to her. It's very important to me. So like if she does – if I'm – I feel like I'm putting a lot of effort in right. to keeping things nice and you know, it's like that. those kind of little resentments build over time. That's just – that seems so petty but it goes from that kind of thing up to like the huge things like how do we spend our days? You know, mm-hmm. uh, what – how – vacations. What is that? You know, how – where does money fit into our scheme? How we right. spend our money? You know, Yeah. What, what are the different values? I, I mean those are – that's – you know, without getting into too much specifics, that it's just kind of the on everything. We just are very different people, mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, I don't really place any value in astrology because um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe astrology there is some truth to it. I mean, because maybe the ancients knew things we don't know. I mean, the uh, you look at how the the tides are affected by the the moon, mm-hmm. right? The ocean mm-hmm. affected amazingly. You know, we're composed of. Whatever, 90% water, 60% water, I don't know. Maybe there's something to astrological stuff. I don't know. I'm an Aquarius. When I read what it says about Aquarians, I'm like, this kind of resonates for me. This is kind of who I am. My wife is a Scorpio. When I read what it says about Scorpios, that's totally what she is. Now, when you look at the compatibility charts, the literally the two signs that, that get along the worst are those two. Are those two. And it's like the problems, they say, if an Aquarius with a Scorpio – will always have these problems. These these issues will always be there. And uh, like I said, I don't know if I really believe in that or mm-hmm. not, but maybe it's just a huge coincidence, but that is true for us. These these things, we're just very different people. And uh, Was yeah. was there a honeymoon period for – well, I mean obviously there had to have been. Uh, yeah, I mean we – it was great for a long time. 
it was it was did these things crop up those things were always there though yeah. but yeah. i think it's like you know earlier on in a relationship i think you can put that stuff aside much easier you know mm-hmm. um but i think as you get older and you start to look at you know you start to look at the well i've got this much time left on earth is this really the way i want to spend it with this person you know you start to uh Maybe reevaluate and say maybe we maybe we should do it if maybe we should do a change and maybe we're gonna do a change we should do it now you know right um but yeah was there arguing a lot of arguing oh yeah or, yeah. yeah um yeah definitely which I don't want to do that I don't want to spend my time doing yeah. that you know yeah it's like even now I mean we have arguments over things and then I, I always. Am, we're both very quick to be like, we, where are we doing this? We're not, we're moving on. It's like, we don't need, we don't need to keep having these same fights we've been having for the last 12 years or whatever. You know, let's just, uh, let's just not fight. Let's just get along. Let's just accept we're different people. We have different values and we're not going to convince each other that I'm right or you're right or whatever. So let's just be cool with each other. Do you think that you guys have, um, an excuse this potentially insensitive question coming from someone who's never been married? Um, do you think that you guys have ch- you guys changed in the course of the marriage, or do you think, in retrospect, it wasn't the right pairing? Um, well, I think it wasn't the right pairing. I think, but that really—I mean—that's such a tough thing to say as a parent because it's like when you have these kids and you're like, "Wow, these." When you have kids together and you're like, "I mean, she's such a great mom, mm-hmm. and I'm such an awesome dad," truly. Truly, uh, like there's no I couldn't imagine it any other way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just we were not a good match, you know, and I think that happens a lot. I think it mm-hmm. happens. I think it's very common to people because, I mean, love is a fucked up thing. You know, I, I think Shakespeare said that, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or maybe it was Sting. <laughs> I but, think they both. I think all all true artists have said that in some way. Yeah. 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 From Shakespeare to Sting. Yeah. What what was your dating history like before? Um a lot well I was a musician I really had never I had I had like a one serious one super when I was in high school like one girl that I was super crazy about and like she totally broke my heart and then I was like okay I don't need to ever do that again. <laughs> so then it was just like a series of like one night stands and anytime anybody would try to get too close I'd be like okay that's done. Mm-hmm. And uh like honestly not to sound arrogant but like with my wife like she was just very persistent. And I was just like, come on, you know, let's let we we had sex. Let's just forget it. And she, but she was really I don't know why. I don't really think I'm that great. <laughs> Apparently she did at the time. Everything you said on the podcast up to now would suggest that you do think you're great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of do. But as far as being a uh, partner, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would, I'm the greatest partner in the world. Um, but uh, no, I mean, she. For whatever reason, I mean, we fell in love with each other at a certain point, and it was just like we we had a lot of issues with each other, but you know, we kept soldiering on mm-hmm. and on and on and on. I'm gonna sneeze. That's okay. Which, oh wait, maybe I'm not. You're just to sneezing sneeze. to avoid the tears. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. Right, is eliciting. Um, no, okay. Well, so she was persistent. If she, this was a like long the, time ago. The, like, the if way. she had read the signs, would she have? But obviously, there was something going on that made her continue to pursue or be persistent right yeah obviously she knew that you actually liked her oh yeah i mean i did i did yeah absolutely and Mm -hmm. i loved her you know i mean i but uh i was just 
I was kind of a, I was kind of a guy who was like I'm not interested in you know I was young and I was like, yeah I'm, I'm not interested in a relationship it was it was more like it wasn't about her it was about I'm I'm not interested in having a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. probably ever that was the way I saw my life and then all of a sudden it's like wow I've been married for almost ten years and I have two kids and now the marriage is over and I'm back to where I was yeah all those years ago like now I'm not in a relationship so I'm sure you know I kind of I think a lot of people maybe I'm wrong I think a lot of people when their marriage ends. A lot of dudes anywhere like I'm never getting married again. Yeah. Probably a lot of women too, but um, at the same time, I kind of feel like I will definitely get married again at some point. But at the right now, I feel like no, never, mm-hmm. never, never, never. But what What is making you feel like you definitely will? Because I think there's something really comforting about it, and mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it's a really beautiful thing in a lot of ways, you know. And it's like it's a very flawed institution mm-hmm. that was sort of created out of uh, you know, society's need to stabilize people and it came from you know i mean it was you can look at the history of i mean it's right it's a very it's not romantic it's, a, it's not it's a very pragmatic thing marriage <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of an outdated institution it's an outdated idea um at the same time there's just something really there's something really pure and beautiful about having a partner and mm-hmm. about being you know together i mean we weren't we weren't originally supposed to live as long as we live now you know yeah. it's, we were evolving as you, as a race, and so we have to sort of adapt our our institutions to reflect that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's weird, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I could see doing it again. How are you, are your friends taking it, or how is it affecting you guys and your friends? Like, because I imagine you have a lot of shared friends. Um, we sort of divvied them up. That's good. How did you do it? <laughs> I kept the cool ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Well, I think, God, we could do just me or everyone, or you could play a song. Which do you feel like doing? Do you feel like hearing other people's quirks? Let's hear other people's quirks okay. for a minute. Let's do some just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right, Daryl Holt says, I gorge myself on pizza or Chinese, hide the evidence in the oven, then preheat the oven later and almost burn down the apartment. I have never done that, but I can totally relate to that. Why does he hide it in the oven? That's what I would want to know as well. And if his Who's name he is, hiding it from? Is he hiding it from John Oates? Because his <laughs> name is Daryl Holt. Right, maybe. Uh, that's odd. Yeah. Well, but obviously, I mean, there's someone he is hiding it from. So. Well, because he doesn't want to put it in the trash. He would put yeah, it in the trash. Right, because someone would see that. Who wouldn't look in the oven? Let's see. Who, who's the one person who wouldn't look in the oven in his house? If, assuming he lives with people. Right. Or maybe, hmm. I mean, a pizza box sometimes won't fit in the trash if you have a small trash. That's true. Right. So I don't know. Who's the one person who wouldn't look in the oven? It uh, sounds like a riddle. It does. but And he's also... What is his his avatar picture? It says lion smell, lion steel. Oh, lion steel. Okay. Oh, like lion steel, but it's L I O N S T E L. Oh, lion steel. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I uh, don't know, Daryl. We're gonna need more information. Yeah, that's weird, dude. Yeah. Just throw your stuff out. Well, but I actually I can relate to. Um, so we discussed earlier that I go through Splenda pretty quickly. Yeah. Four I, four per cup. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's okay, Gary. Oh, Gary forgot her coffee. Yeah. You poor thing. I'm going to fire him. No wonder your energy has been so low. 
No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm very, very sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's an honest mistake. I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's totally okay. You We're have doing lines here, dude. Don't worry. things to do. Um, so I – what did I do? I had gone through like a, a big thing of – I had all these packets. And for some reason I felt really self-conscious about putting my trash, which was comprised mostly of empty Splenda packets, uh-huh. um, like a little yellow ticker tape parade, into the trash that I shared with uh, my landlord who lived above me. So I you didn't remember, want him to see it? Yeah, I n- no. For some reason, I, I don't know why. Although the funny thing is that like for Christmas that year, my birthday, they gave me this <laughs> really thoughtful book of, of Splenda recipes. <laughs> so I think they knew, you know. But, You're the Splenda girl. Yeah, I guess. In that. House. I mean, now I use trivia sometimes, but uh, I, yeah, but I'm trying to think how I, what I did. I don't know. I just know that I like concealed all the packets kind of in the bottom of the trash. Sure, sure. No, I do that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Like, this is so stupid, but uh, <laughs> I didn't vote yesterday because mm-hmm. I realized I hadn't registered to vote. I stopped by the voting place and I was like, mm-hmm. I should be on the list. I wasn't on there. So they were like, well, here's a provisional ballot. So they gave me the provisional ballot. <laughs> And they were like, okay, you can fill this in and give it to – I was like, actually, I was in a huge hurry. I was like, actually, I'm going to go home and fill it out and I'll drop it off later on when I'm on my way to take my pick up my kids. I forgot mm-hmm. to do it. So anyway, I – Forgot uh, to do it? Sounds for- like you just did- – No, I, did, I literally legitimately forgot oh, okay. to do it when I went to pick up my kids right. later. But then I was like – I put the provisional ballot in the trash and – like later on I was putting something else in the trash and I saw it sitting on top and I was like I better just push that down yeah. just in case somebody sees that and was like wait a minute what what is this provisional right. ballot did you not vote mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be but at least I didn't put the provisional ballot in the oven yeah right yeah yeah I do a lot I, when I think about it I do a lot of strategic throwing away of things and whatnot. Um, you know just but seriously who's looking through our trash no one no really one. no unless, but, except, unless you're Bob Dylan in 1965 uh, which, I, which I very well might be. You might, you might be. Yeah. You might be. All right. Josh Bagosh, so annoyed when someone is playing with their phone and the volume is cranked to the highest setting. Well, yes. I think everyone's annoyed by that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're nothing special, Josh. <laughs> Benny Bronum. I, oh. I sort of wish his Twitter handle was Josh Gosh Bagosh. You know, like Oshkosh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a just you. That's just me. Okay. Um... Oshkosh is a place, right? Yeah. I mean, and and it's some overalls. Yeah, but, it's yeah. in Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Benny Bonham, when I'm typing and I get a word wrong, I delete the whole word before retyping as punishment to myself. That's a good I one. I do that, but yeah. I don't – not as punishment. It's more because – well, this is if it's on an iPhone or something. Sometimes it's just easier to delete the whole word than to try to like do the surgical yeah. deletion of a He's doing it as punishment to himself. He's definitely Catholic. That's like some weird Catholic OCD right, shit. Right, right. Obsessive Catholic disorder. Exactly. Possibly. Yeah. Um, Adam Carolla, but not the Adam Carolla. It's some other spelling of Adam Carolla. It's some clever parody account. That's right. Resist the urge to scream when the grocery store line isn't moving. I don't – I mean I have that, but what I have is I resist – okay, if I'm in a grocery store or a bookstore anywhere where I'm trying to find something or I want to know what time it is and I, for some reason I don't have – a timepiece on me. Uh, I feel like why can't I? Or if I'm, 
I feel like why can't I just yell out my question and have people answer? Like why can't I be like, where are the biographies? Right. Or like where are is the zucchini? Yeah, but you don't really have to. You you really would never do that. You're not really actively. Re- you feel like you should want to. You're not resisting the urge. Like he says, he's resisting the urge to scream. You're not really happy. No, to, to but I feel resist. like in in you know who knows what just a few more things could happen and I'd be the person or like if I'm I remember what was I was walking by a new restaurant and I wanted to yell is it any good like I just feel like you should be able to crowdsource <laughs> that's that that will happen at some point I bet yeah. we'll have everything in our brains you'll just be able to say it out loud um, I would just have some advice for him too if you want to avoid the long lines never go to a male checkout guy they're always oh, slower. Interesting. Uh, always avoid older people. Yeah. Um, in line? In or, lines. Yeah. Because they're going to be paying – they're, they're going to take longer, obviously. Just always do a quick scan. Always go for like people, young people, people in their early 20s. So you'd go for the early 20s with more groceries than the old – versus like the old person in line with only a couple with the, With the woman checkout who knows – like she, who looks like she knows what she's doing. Yes. With the person in their early 20s who's obviously going to pay with an ATM card and they're going to have it all done before – the last item goes through, definitely. I've, you know, I used to not be for euthanasia, and then I got in line behind uh, an old woman who was paying with check. Oh, God. And she didn't even take her checkbook out of her purse until she was told the total. And I was just like, man, come yeah. on. Time to just. And we talk about that on the Adam Kroll show sometimes. It's like, you don't have that much time left. Why no, are you wasting right. it? This mortal coil is not long yeah. for this world. So it's, it's sloughing. Just pull the checkbook out early. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always marvel at the people who seem to have personal relationships with the grocery checkers. Right. Like what? Because I go to the same grocery stores repeatedly. I, I, th- you know, I, I recognize them. And I assume they probably recognize me, but we don't have small talk. Right. And there's one in particular who seems to know everyone else or – but not me. But like I just remember someone was telling her that, you know, oh, they took their – you know, they just had taken their – they're always talking about someone else. There's always a third party that they're bonding over. Yeah, and how do they even know the other third person? I don't it's know. It's only if you like have a rapport with your grocery some, the, person. Yeah, but. the third person – the third party that they were talking about had horses and someone came over there and one of the horses was sick and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I find it hard to believe that a checkout counter worker even knows somebody who has horses. <clears throat> That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what was going on, except that this is over in like the in Burbank, so there's sort of a Rancho Equestrian district, okay, I, where okay. apparently just anyone can ride a horse. That sounds huge, <laughs> snobby. Not just Anne by Romney. the way. That's, by the way, if you're an Allison Rosen stalker, she shops in Burbank, so that's a little clue as to where you live. Yeah, well, no, it's near the studio. Oh, okay, actually, okay. actually, someone one time I um, pulled up in my car, and then I don't know what I did, but it was like ten minutes, be- or not that long, but a-, a while before I got out of my car. I, I, I like, heard that on the on the Andrew WK podcast. You talked about that. yes, yeah. that's what I was. Yeah. So for anyone who didn't hear that one, the re- real fast. No, I got everybody out. everybody listens to all of your podcasts. I like ahead. to think so. Yes. I got out of the car and there was a guy standing there and he said, Allison? And he recognized me, which was really flattering, but I felt uncomfortable thinking he's been standing there because he said he saw me driving in and he had just had to say hi. So he had been standing there watching me Waiting. tweet or whatever yeah. the hell I was doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, Mitch Serp. Oh wait, no. Let's go back to groceries for one second. I also okay. I don't like the self checkout line because Why not? I I feel like it's something's not going to work, and then they're and then it's going to take a while to get them over, and that it's going to be a happen. pain. Plus, yeah. if you ever buy booze, that always ends up taking a while. So 
yeah. you know, if if you're not buying booze, that's good. But you know what's great is that you can uh, you can buy the quality fruits and vegetables and just charge yourself for the cheaper ones. Oh, really? Look. I spend a lot of money at Ralph's. Mm. I'm going to get the organic apple and I'm going to get charged for the ga- the gala that's on sale. That is reminding me. That's reminding me of a criminal act I committed, which is when I lived in New York, I, I completely forgot about my fancy mushroom phase, which is <laughs> does not involve hallucinogens. It involves shiitake mushrooms. I, I like loved them for a period of time. I put Splenda on them once. Oh my god! Would you cook, 5, them, would you cook them yourself? I would microwave them. Wow! You'd think it would be disgusting. I can do a lot with a microwave. Wow! Yeah, I mean, I don't know that anyone else would enjoy what I make, but I like it. So anyway, I yeah, but I God, I haven't had a shiitake mushroom in quite some time. But the shiitake mushrooms are much more expensive than your just your button mushroom right. or your white mushroom. Uh, and I remember the woman was checking them out, and she said to me like. Are these oyster or whatever? Are these some cheaper mushroom? And or maybe she just rang it up that way. No, I think she asked because I, I felt guilty. You had that moment where you could make a decision. I could have said no. Those are a lot more expensive yeah. than what you're because she was right. looking at the code, and I just I just allowed her yeah. to type in the cheaper yeah. thing. So sh- should I not feel bad about yeah, it? I wouldn't. I mean, I do obviously I wasn't bothered by it because I forgot until now. Yeah, and you're willing to admit it too. So you, sh- I mean, if you if you'd murdered someone, you probably wouldn't be talking about it on the podcast. Like, oh, I forgot about that till just now. So it can't be that bad. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, see, I pretty much torture myself over things I've done that I feel bad about. Which is any if I've done anything that I think was unfair or that, you know, if, if someone was upset. Like if you've mistreated someone in, yes. in your mind. Yeah. I, f- I really feel bad about that. And I was just thinking about something that's fairly minor and feeling bad about it and thinking, thank God I haven't done anything. This is in light of watching Sopranos. Right. Thank God I haven't done anything really horrible or I think I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Right, right. Yet. You haven't done anything really horrible yet. yet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what like the average horrible things people have done are. It it, it, gets, it always surprises me. I think everybody has different moral codes. I mean, it's just the the most benign seeming person. Then you find out they're a monster, stealing or cheating or whatever. You know, it's just insane, insane things that you find out people do, and it's like I would have never guessed that person right. would have done that. You know, right? Hubeck. turn off light before opening door to leave bathroom. Wonder if people think I was using the bathroom in the dark. No, I don't ever uh, worry about that. I think it's just you. Uh, he he turns off the light before he opens the door to leave the bathroom. Oh, and then he wonders if people think that he was using the bathroom. In the yeah. Bathroom. I think he's just conserving energy. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. I don't think – I'm trying to think if I've ever noticed someone enter or exit a, a dark bathroom. I wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. F this ish. Is it just me? But when I realize that I've had my turn signal on for four blocks, it reminds me of my parents and I feel old. Um, it doesn't remind me of my parents, but I do think – I think, wow, the clicking of the signal uh, just kind of lulled me into completely forgetting that I had it on. Yeah. I just always blast. I, I always have something blasting so I, I can forgive myself. Yeah. It is annoying though. It is annoying. I mean – When I, other people do it? When other people do it. So I, I do feel bad when I yeah. do that. Yeah, I always have my music up, so the clicking doesn't really stop me, but I always feel like a huge asshole and 
will oftentimes, if possible, change lanes in that direction. Just as I turn <laughs> it off to, to cash in to, your signal. Yeah, to just I, I feel like the person behind me deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even if it, even if it inconveniences them. Yeah, or, or me. <laughs> or you know, either way. Right. Right. It's good. You pay it off. Damien Burns, just just or everyone, I think even just me or everyone. Uh, when parking my car, I always park next to a newer car so mine won't get broken into or stolen. I never do that, although that's smart, except that sometimes it's the crappy older cars that get stolen the most. I, I, is, is car thievery really that big a deal? You know, I've never had my car stolen, um, luckily, but I know a lot of people who've had that problem. Really? Yeah, wow. multiple times even. Like this guy that uh, works here. Gary, how many times has Matt had his car stolen, do you know? Matt Fondelier? Yeah. Did you not know about this? Uh, yeah, no. I think he had an Acura Integra and it got stolen more than once. Or wow. he had more than one Acura Integra stolen or something. Sounds like he's being punked. Yeah. Wow, he's just got horrible luck because he had his car totaled parked on the street in front of his house a few months back, too. Some people weren't meant to drive, evidently. He'll, he'll be dead soon. <laughs> Probably. This, not, this cannot end well, this yeah. life. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then aforementioned boyfriend... Of mine had his car stolen a while ago. Your current boyfriend? My current boyfriend, yeah. yeah. And it that was a um, what was it? it was, was that a- the pickup truck, the white supremacist guy, or <laughs> no? That- Your boyfriend's a white supremacist. Yes. No. I accidentally, I accidentally dated a white pride guy. I went on two dates with him. It was an accident. <laughs> I believe you, but it's still so funny every time you say. Are it. you Jewish? Yes. Does that's he, did it, he know you were Jewish? Yeah, that's why it was so weird to me. The whole thing was – it did not fit into any sort of scenario. My love for you transcends my racism. Yeah. I mean I don't – well, he wouldn't even admit that he was racist. The, the whole thing you got to be careful. He might try to hide you in the oven. <laughs> Call back. I know. Actually, when we were thinking who wouldn't look in, who wouldn't look in an oven, yeah. an array of those kind of jokes popped in my head, but I decided not to make them because I just couldn't find an, a, a funny enough one to warrant it. you knew it. that I would come through at some point. That's right. I handed that thank to you. you. Thank you. Because, yo, you, you would do it. You get the assist. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, you would Yeah. Do. So, you know, I was playing in a band at the time. Really? I, was, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm, I used to be in a band called the Angoras. You would not have heard of us. I think I have. Okay. Possible you would have, but I don't think so. Oh wait, we played. When did you move out of San Francisco? D- did you? Were you in L.A.? Uh, yes. This, but this is this is years ago. It's before I moved to New York. Okay. This maybe was not. Um, in the late nineties. Okay, maybe not. I don't know oh, though. Okay. What kind of music was it? Girl punk rock, poppy. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We played at uh, cover, what's it called? Stinky's Peep Show, the Covered Wagon, uh-huh. up in San Francisco. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we were playing at uh, this big, like the Sun Theater in Anaheim, which coincidentally for Adam Carolla fans is, I think, now the Grove in Anaheim. But it was this big all-day all outdoor, no, all-day indoor festival. And I was drunk and he was a stagehand and he was really flirtatious and also cute. And so then uh, we decided to hang out after the show, which seemed fine but sort of ill-advised but you know everything i did at that time was and he came over and then we the the, we went off-roading in his jeep and i was like he was drunk drunker than i was i think so i said do you want me to drive and he's like oh your your car would never make it there which should have been alarming to begin with but i thought oh what the hell 
I just need to live, you know, or something. I don't know. Right. Um, Say, uh, I was – I think I was – it was a phase of my life where I was kind of going against my instincts on a lot of things. You were in a, a punk band. So, I mean, that's – people in punk bands are – Well, it wasn't yelly punk though. I say, it was punk more in that we didn't – we weren't that good. Oh, uh, OK. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's not fair. It was kind of old school punk. Yeah. You know, not like um, – I don't know. But this was your phase. This was your phase of trying things out. Yes, and... exactly. Of thinking I'm a very – I'm tired of being timid and conscientious and um, really sensible. So I was being the opposite of Throw all of that. Throw caution to the wind, see yes, what happens. Yes, exactly. So we went off-roading in his Jeep and it was it's at a, a certain date, point. You have to admit. I don't know. I know that at a certain point I was like, I am so not having fun anymore. I'm scared to death. I want to go home. Like we're in a canyon. No one can hear me scream. I don't know this person. We're drunk and I'm afraid the Jeep is going to roll off the hill. And he was like, God, you're not even having fun or like you're like he just kept almost mocking no sensitivity to my fear which was making it worse actually yeah but then you know the date continued we went back to my i was house sitting at my parents house at the time um they were out of the country which somehow made me feel even more guilty that i was taking such liberties with my safety because they're very overprotective i mean i was but i was already out of the house at this point but still you were house sitting their house Yeah. yeah and and their dog so then uh, we were sitting there, and that's when I saw his tattoos. And there was one that was like this – it looked like a plus sign in a circle. And I said, oh, what is that? And he said, that's my Celtic cross you know, because he has pride in his heritage or something. And then his other one was – I think it was either the death's head or the tiger's. I mean I ended up doing a lot of research afterwards to find out what all of this yeah. stuff was. But then the next time, the next date where things – got worse a lot faster um he had like a giant confederate flag and he had a lot of skinhead music and iron crosses and things and he had said that he there was a black guy being dragged along the back of the i thought it was a weird decor you know but yeah. yeah he said that he used to quote run with the skins but he wasn't anymore but did you heil hitler well i mean i raised my arm and then he had like a guns in a gun locker AK-47s, and he's like, look at you. You're so scared. You won't even touch it, the gun. Uh, and he showed me secret things on a dollar bill. And he was he was against the NRA because because um, the whole thing – you know the NRA. You know what they do, right? They make a list of everyone who has guns. And I was like, the NRA is too liberal for you? <laughs> and then he showed me this path that he had like macheted in the canyon behind his house, you know, in case the shit goes down. Yeah. He was a survivalist. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't. I still don't know what the hell he was. Like, I still don't know what all that was. It was crazy. He. I think it's safe to assume he did not vote for Obama yesterday. No, I think he. He's in. He was in Iraq. That last. I oh, heard. really? Yeah. Oh wow. This is. This was before nine eleven. Ah. So all of this was even crazier. Yeah, you guys had a pre nine eleven mentality that was coloring all of this. Well, I did. The weird thing is that I feel like after nine eleven, if you were to meet someone who was saying everything he was saying. Uh, it would be a little more like, oh, at least there's more of a frame of reference yeah. for someone to they be crazy. this crazy. Yeah, yeah right. but this is before that. Right. So anyway, what a nut. Okay. Um, I'm glad things didn't work out. Yeah, me too. Me too. I remember, but we did talk on the phone after that, and I was 
just sort of just trying to understand stuff. And he's like, God, like, you're so sheltered. You just want to put me in a little box. Well, you can't put me in a box. I'm about fun and positivity. So why don't you think about whether you're about that and then call me back if you are. It sounds like he was never really that nice to you either. I mean. No. The second date, I got lost trying to find his bunker in the woods. And um, (laughs) (laughs) and I – he – like, did he not have a cell phone? Maybe you couldn't get reception out there. I don't know. He had to leave his bunker. It wasn't really a bunker. It was He was a stable boy. It's very uh, Avon romance. Um, he had to leave his little place to go open some gate to let me in or something. And I was lost. So he was at the gate for a while. And when I finally got in touch with him, he's like, you know, he was all upset because he'd been waiting there for so long. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry I got lost. Thinking there would be a... a some sort of tender, some sort of like, oh, I'm sorry right. you were lost right. on these like crazy switchback trails. Uh, are you okay? Instead, he was just really upset. He's like, I'm, he, and he said, he's like, um, I'm not the kind of person who normally gets angry, but I'm angry. And I was thinking, <laughs> that's a, there's a red flag flapping in my face. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? He's like, turn your butt around and go home. And I was like, okay. Wow. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, I should, I should have turned my butt around and gone home at that point because it was, the first date was uh, scary, but but he was – I was getting along with him. Yeah. But the second one was totally different. The whole th- – I mean I'm, I'm lucky. The whole thing was weird. Yeah. Stable yeah. boy sounds more like unstable boy. Am I right? <laughs> nice. That's good. That was yeah. an A-M-I-R-I-T-E. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But then I, I met this guy who knew him. And I was asking that guy, like, what is the deal with this guy, you know? And <laughs> he's, he's misunderstood. Yeah, he's like, you know, I don't know. He always seems like a nice he seemed like a nice guy to me. I never knew what his tattoos were. That's the weird thing, is that he wasn't in no way was he um like the uh he wasn't your father's skinhead. He's he sounds like a guy who just is Very a little confused. bit confused. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has good qualities but is just really confused and like lots of lots of issues in there. Yeah. And yeah, lots of I like unsensibility to fem- like he was really insensitive to feminine any kind of like right. feminine issue or any kind of like fem- thing of yes. you know, your fear is all about fear and uh, right. you know and discipline and weird Right. Now that I remember, his ex-girlfriend had been really into the scene, I think. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to, like, indoctrinate. Like, is she ready to run with the skins? And you obviously weren't. A, you're Jewish. Yeah. I wouldn't (laughs) think I would be accepted by them. Yeah. It was all very, very, very weird. That period's over now, Allison. I know. It's all over. But no, it's not – it was not that – uh, guy who had his car stolen. It was the current <laughs> non-white pride voice. As far as you know. As far as I know. It's true. Okay. Uh, Damien Burns. No, we already did that one. He parks next to nice cars. You're with Anne. When, are ven- when, the vending machines ac- when the vending machine accidentally gives me two bags of Cheez-Its for the price of one, I feel like I've won the lottery. Hmm. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say I feel like I won the lottery, but it's always a pleasant surprise. It is. But canceled out by when you put your money in and you don't get your anything. And I worked Which in, happens just as often. It does more often. I worked in the kind of workplace when I lived in New York where people would leave a little post-it note on the vending machine saying, you know, I put in my money for a Coke Zero and I did not get it. So the next person who gets two of them, please come find me. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, it was that kind of place. It's like Dilbert. Yeah, it was very much. Or there's, uh, there's this website called uh, – 
what is it? It's like passive aggressive. It's passive aggressive notes or something. I forget what it is, but they have just a collection those kind of, of those kind of notes. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they know they could just come be a guest on this podcast and get a free Coke Zero? They they didn't know. We keep yes. that pretty quiet. Yeah. yeah. You can um, edit this out. You can edit that when we're talking about the free Coke Zeros. Right, because I don't want the word to get out. Yeah. So do you want to play a song? I'd love to play a song. Okay. What um, song are we going to be hearing? Well, I'll leave you a choice. We talked Ooh, about good. Taylor Swift earlier. Mm-hmm. I have a song about Taylor Swift. We all know she's been in the news lately. She uh, broke up with Connor the Kennedy, Kennedy boy, or whatever. Which, yeah. yeah. Didn't see that one coming. No. Um, I have a song about Ed Hardy shirts. Oh, wow. Yeah. I also have a song called I Wish I Was Gay. You hear a lot of a lot of dudes, you know, who want to have sex a lot, straight mm-hmm. guys. You'll sometimes hear them say, like, I wish I was gay. You know, those gay guys, you just walk into a you walk into a, a, a gay bar and there's like a guy sucking your dick within 15 seconds. You're making out with another guy. It's like, why can't I just do that with girls? You know, like mm-hmm. in a way, we all all straight guys kind of wish they were gay. And but, I kind of take that one step, 10 steps further. It's interesting because I really haven't heard that many guys who are straight say they wish they were gay. Maybe I hang out with a lot of homophobic guys. Maybe. I mean, I don't think it's like I really, oh, I wish I was gay. It's more like a, uh, it, it would be nice if women were as interacted guys sexually are. Yeah. the way gay guys right. interact with each other right. sexually. Let's hear that one. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, thank you. Wow, this is perfect. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four. I wish I was gay. I wish I was gay. Cause I would like to have sex with other men. I wish I was gay. I wish I was gay. Cause I would love to feel another man's penis in my butt I am sexually attracted to other men Too bad I'm not gay I find female women repulsive physically Too bad I'm not gay, it's too bad even got the hearts for your dad and this dude named Brad oh I really wish I was gay ladies and gentlemen the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir Good job, guys. Every time I'm in a bathhouse and I see dicks, my own dick gets hard. And when I'm coming in another man's mouth, I'm thinking, I wish I was gay if I was gay. I'd totally be glad to be gay. Cause I would love to have the tips of two dicks in my ears 
That's what they do, uh, right? I don't know. And I would love to have a strained relationship with my dad. You know, the older generation, they don't really get it. I would love to get legally married at some point during Obama's second term when it's politically safe for him to legalize it. Gay, gay, gay. Ah, uh, thank you. That was hilarious. Thank you. Thank you so much. My favorite part might be the two dicks in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have no idea what they do, those people. Right. So that might be it. I don't know. I just want to try it. I want to go through the phase like you did where you uh, try new things, mm-hmm. you know, just getting outside my comfort zone. Although I never did try the same sex thing. You never did? No. And I feel like maybe the people who were in college after me... I, no, even in my time, I felt like there was a little bit of pressure to, if you're really ha- open-minded right. and stuff, you will try that. And I just never really had the desire to. I mean, I think I was probably, at that point, even more than now, repressed. So, you know, I was still like, I don't even know how I feel about straight sex. So, so the you're, idea not, of, you're just not attracted to women? In no, way, I'm not. And not in any, <clears throat> not in any real-world way. You know, like I think if I were fantasizing or if I were watch, I mean, I, I don't regularly watch porn. I actually I don't know of any women who regularly do. And when they say they do, I always think you're just saying that. That's the porn equivalent of you're making out with your girlfriend in a bar in front of dudes. Right, you know, right, right. But yeah, so in no way am I. I'm not repulsed by it or anything. It's just not uh, anything I ever would like want to make happen in real life. Right, right. You dudes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, when I lived in San Francisco, I mean, there was definitely a time where I was like, I mean, when I was like probably 20, I was like, I went down to a place called the Gay Woods, which is in San Francisco. Which is that is, a bar like, or a part of it's town? A part of, it's a part of the Golden Gate Park where like all the pickups go. And I was just basically like, I just got really drunk. And I'm like, I feel like I should try to have some kind of gay experience. And I was just like, so not into it. And mm-hmm. I was like, basically, like I got a car with a guy and I was like, basically, I mean, I was so drunk, but I was basically like, why don't. You, how about we go to your house and I will masturbate while watching porn, straight porn, and you can watch. And uh, but then then I was like, you know what? Fuck this! I don't need this experience. Mm. I don't need this. So you were doing I don't it need just this to. Jive. I was doing it just to be like, I'm a libertine, man. Right. I can... That's what I'm saying. People were yeah. doing that yeah. in my time too. So you didn't do it. You couldn't no, go I just, through with I couldn't it. even go that far with it. I mean, but I'm like the least. I mean, I love gay people. You know. I mean. They're sick perverts, but I mean, yeah, I'm they're going kidding. to hell. But yeah, they're going to hell. But right. while they're here, let's enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know? No, I mean, I just I think gayness is great. I'm super. I would love to have a gay kid, even because I feel like so many gay kids have these parents who make their lives miserable. Oh, right. And I'm just like, if I had a gay kid, my wife and I are both this way. If we had a gay kid, we would totally embrace it. Like, awesome. Yeah, you're gay. That's great. Cool. You know, you won't get one then. I don't think so. You want my it son too bad. is. My kids are both so. Showing early signs of straightness, early onset straightness. Oh no! Yeah. How does it manifest? Um, my daughter's obsessed with princess and pink and Barbie and. If only it was. She flipped. already loves boys. She already loves boys. Yeah. And, and my son is just like a monster and just destruction. Right. You know, you should be able to, because there are so many gay kids who aren't accepted by their parents. Right. You should be able to trade. Uh-huh. I know we should try. we should have like there should be fan like this fantasy football there should be like fantasy, <laughs> fantasy family league fantasy family yeah 
Yeah. Well, Eli, this has been um, delightful. Thank you so, so, so much for coming by and for entertaining us and for um, letting me probe your emotional scars. That was really tough. I was, I was surprised. I was really, you got in deep and it was. Uh, I do that. I wonder who will be interested in hearing Eli Braden talk. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not. I know. I'm wondering too. Yeah. Maybe you guys should just, just delete this podcast. Yeah. Maybe you should put this on as a bonus episode. Oh, for I haven't like... been recording this. Right. Oh, yeah. Thank God. This is just okay. sound check. <laughs> no, people will be interested. I think it's interesting. You know what? We haven't talked that much um, about divorce from the perspective of someone who is kind of dealing with it. Really? So, yeah. So I think this will be very fascinating for people. And I think that uh, I think um, people know who you are. Uh, they do now. That's right. They know way too much. Put you on the map. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if people want to find you, where should they go? Uh, EliBraden.com. I've got tour dates. I've got. Uh, um, when you do comedy, is it songs or do you it's do mostly songs? As well? I'm I'm starting to introduce some stand up because just because it's just you got you know people are like oh you only do songs especially because a lot of people come see me they they know me through Twitter and they're like oh I thought you were gonna do jokes and stuff I'm starting to put <laughs> jokes read your into it but but my my when I first got doing into doing I mean I'd been performing for years but like when I first started doing comedy live I was kind of like there's these people who've been doing stand up for years and years and years and it's you know, I sort of felt like th- I'm going to do something else. I'm not going to try to infringe on this thing these people have mastered. I'm really good at music. I'm going to do right. comedy music. That'll be what I do. But but I do exclusively play in comedy clubs. It would be nice if I had, like, some stand-up material. Mm-hmm. So I do have some good jokes. It's interesting, that, that reaction to stand-up, because I did a little bit of stand-up. Um, and there is something daunting when you realize, like, oh, if you're going to be a stand-up, like, there is a whole protocol here. Yes. Like, and I don't know that I want to do open mic nights and all this stuff right. that apparently you have to do to be respected in that world. Right. You know, so. At the same time, like Ricky Gervais, I mean, obviously he's brilliantly talented. He gets up, he's never done stand-up. He gets up like, oh, I'm going to do Madison Square Garden and he gets up and he's awesome and yeah. he kills and you can't really fault him for that. I mean, I well, think... Well, Adam Carolla who's doing stand-up exactly. now, you know, he came to it. Adam from... had done it when he was younger to some extent, hadn't no, he? No, he had done improv. Oh, right, okay. Right, Gary? He, he did a few open mics, but he never... He never actually yeah. got to being an actual stand-up. Right. Yeah, and even still, his—I mean, his, his stand-up stand-up is, is unconventional. Is yeah, yeah, it's not—it's not like the tight five or whatever. Right. Whatever the term is. It's more like the tight of, hour. The tight hour. It's a loose hour, I'd say. <laughs> the yeah. loose hour. It's, yeah. It's a drunken loose hour, <laughs> but it's very entertaining. Very. Um, all right, and they can follow you on Twitter at Eli Braden. Yeah, E L I B R A D E N. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A R I Y M B F. You can follow Gary nah, at. Nah. I'm, I'm giving mine up to Eli Braden. He's one of my favorite people to follow. So Are you serious? Skip oh, wow. me. Thank follow you. Eli Braden. He's yeah. fucking hilarious. I only throw you in there just out of. Pity, I know. I, guess. <laughs> I know you do, but this this week I'm I'm foregoing it. Eli Braden. That's what uh, thank you so much. And, yeah. w- and when will this drop? Because I'm hoping to be on Match.com by the time this drops. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It'll probably be a few weeks. Are you really going to? I'm not going to. Are no. you going to do OK Cupid or whatever? I'm not going to do anything. Maybe J Date. Fish. Maybe J Date because I I'm kind of into Jewish chicks. Well, all right then. Hmm. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. Even though I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know just if that was direct. At you. I know it's creepy. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to creep you out a little bit. Uh, it's working. Congratulations. Good. All right, and you guys, if you're gonna um, buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything. Um, just today, I was looking for shower curtains on Amazon. Really? That's how much they have everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can I suggest something on Amazon? Sure. Um, Peter Sarafinowicz, do you know who he is? I know that name. He's a British comedian. Brilliant. Like, people throw on the word brilliant a lot. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. He has a book on Amazon called A Billion Jokes that I could not recommend 
higher. I can't, is it I, is it a bill? Is it a bunch of jokes? I haven't or is even it a read book, it yet, book? but I can't recommend it higher because I know everything he does is great. My copy's on its way, but uh, check him out. But check I mean, him. is it like a book of jokes? I don't even know. What it is. Okay, because I could get behind that. Like, truly, did you read Truly Tasteless Jokes when you were a kid? No. Okay, then never mind. Uh, but you should buy both of those books on Amazon. And click through the banner on my website at alisonrosen.com because it doesn't cost you anything extra and it helps out the show. Okay, great. Also, um, check out a special bonus episode of this show, Alison Rosen's Your New Best Friend, live from L.A. Pod Fest with guests Doug Benson and Greg Proops. Uh, you can get that in the comedy album section of iTunes. Gary, am I, le- am I forgetting anything? All right, thank you again, Eli Braden. My this pleasure. Really thank fun. you. really fun. I feel less creeped out now. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Um, All right. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we got to go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show. Digital.